Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of 3 News on Sunday, I am your host Sonny, uh, some more wrestling stuff, sorry guys, uh, I'm, I'm watching some, some other stuff uh, besides wrestling, I'm going to be doing some, some reviews on some movies and TV shows and all that kind of stuff coming up, uh, just right now, wrestling has uh, uh, been a pretty big weekend the past couple weeks with uh, AEW and everything going on there, so just it made sense for me to keep keep on that uh, trend, but there will be other mixture stuff, and this isn't going to be a pure wrestling podcast. Um, just, just letting you guys know that now. So, today, we're going to be, or myself, will be reviewing the, um, All Out 2023 card for AEW, which took place in Chicago, Illinois, legitimately Chicago, uh, at the United Center. I was there, so, um, that will play a factor into my, my scores for the matches, obviously because I was there experiencing with the fans, and, Watching wrestling in person is always different than on screen. Even though you can get that, that you know, you you can get that um, that that adrenaline feel through the screen is is nothing like being there in person. So obviously that's going to affect some ratings for better or for worse. So we'll we'll go from there. Alrighty. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll we'll do the same format we did with um, All In at Wembley Stadium. Uh, we're on BleacherReport.com. We'll go, we'll go down uh, from from beginning of the card to the end of the card. I won't talk about zero hour. I didn't really care about it that much. It was it, it, it is what it was. Um, and then you know I'll give my arbitrary um, Dave Melzer star style rating, and then I'll give you what Bleach Report gave that match as well. So let's just jump right into it. This is AEW uh, AEW Wrestling All Out 2023 from the United Center. Uh, took place Sunday, September third, twenty twenty three. Um, I, I mean, one last thing before I get into it. Um, I usually like to wait a couple days after the event, just kind of really soak it in, make sure my initial thoughts are still there, or see if anything changed, or maybe I've lightened up on something or something that I really love. Kind of took a sour turn thinking about it. So it's about three days after uh, after the the show. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. The first card of the night, the on the official card. Is better than you, Bebey, uh, versus Dark Order. It was uh, our World Heavyweight Championship or World Championship MJF teaming up with Adam Cole to take on Johnny Silver and Alex uh, Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order. Overall, pretty pretty decent fun match. Um, MJF and Cole are definitely more. Uh, a comedy style type of tag team, which is fine. It, 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 they work really well together. Uh, I have no real complaints. Uh, they are pretty funny. It, it, it is funny to see MJF be a heel, but at the same time still being a babyface at the same time. It's kind of funny. Uh, so that works out. Uh, Adam Cole, definitely, I don't want to say the workhorse of the group, but he kind of is the, the workhorse of the group. Uh you know, I mean, you got two top guys fighting. Let's be honest, two uh, high low uh, high low card or low mid card guys. Johnny Silver had potential, but they 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 kept the dark order um, together too long. He kind of kind of lost some steam. He he definitely had that like uh, you know um, underdog feel. And here he's he's playing the the heel straight heel, and this doesn't really fit him. Um, I mean, nothing too crazy. Some good spots, some decent moments throughout it. Um, the crowd loves um, Better New Baby tag team. I think they're pretty good. Like I said, I want to see where it's going. Um, it's going to be interesting moving forward. You know, because uh, obviously with everything happening all in, I don't have a chance to turn on MJF. That didn't happen. Um, MJF is like this weird... Uh, baby face with with still sparkles of his heelness in there, and you know, like I said, um, the match wasn't anything special. <clears throat> it, it did what it had to do. It uh, got the it was a good opening match. Like I said, nothing significant that kind of stood out in my opinion. Um, let's let's look at the no- notable moments here from Bleach Report. See if there's anything here. Uh, Dark Order had a cool entrance for the match. Yeah, okay. MJF's um, fake handshake so he can poke his opponent in the eyes is one of the best things that you can't help but laugh at. True. Like I said, MJF's work here is like a like a, 
a good guy with a bad guy streak is is pretty entertaining. Uh, the jumping kick Cole hit uh, Silver tried to take a suicide dive. Look incredible. The kangaroo kick is so dumb that it's great. Yeah, the kangaroo thing. Kangaroo kick is a thing. Not not a big fan of it, but um, like I said, uh, they're definitely playing up more of the comedic side of of this tag team, and that's really kind of all you need to know. If 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 you, if you like these two as a tag team, you want to see them work. Want to see him do some funny stuff and while still put on a good match, you know it's uh, it's a, it's a solid average match. I'll give it a give it a three, three out of five. Uh, pretty average, fun, fun start. Um, good opener because it, it got the fans invested. But I really have nothing else to say about it. A couple of decent moments, but that's it. Uh, Bleach Report gave it oh uh, MGF and Adam Cole one. Uh, Bleach Report gave it a B, a little high in my opinion, but understandable why. So we'll let that kind of rest there. Next match, uh, Samoa Joe versus uh, Sean Taylor for the ROH uh, TV title. Uh, let's see here. Notable mentions. If it wasn't, it wasn't super clean by MJF to get upset. Oh, yeah. So right before the match even started, um, Adam, uh, MJF was taking the beating in the previous match. Took him a long time to get out of the ring and, you know, Finally start to walk over, um, get off the ramp. And he's actually on the ramp while Joe makes his entrance. And then Joe pushes him, um, which is a callback to any diehard fans. Uh, Adam, um, MJF had like a little bit role in one of uh, Joe's entrances when he was in like, I want to say NXT, maybe Raw. He gave him a shove. Uh, MJF was, uh, was a bodyguard at the time, you know, just uh, showing up, doing some, uh, doing his um, due diligence. You know, just trying to get his name out there. And then there was a little callback slash just, hey, get out of my way. This is my this is my time. Get the hell out. And then they started brawling. Um, you know, MGF didn't like that. Came into the ring. They started brawling. Fans went crazy. Uh, hoping that this might be the next few for MGF as a singles competitor. That was a really good opening. Uh, I think it took away a little bit from the match, personally, just because, again, um, Sean, Sean Taylor, I don't know who he is. I, I might have heard of him or seen him in passing. I'm not sure. Uh, I think he might be like a new ROH guy. Uh, maybe he's local. I just never seen him wrestle. I don't, I don't know. And I've seen a lot of indie wrestling. Um, but the match was good. Uh, very much like a hostile fight, you know. Uh, dives from, you know, just, just stand, uh, like, what was it, like, uh, standing to Samoan drops, some, some good closed lines. Very physical for the most part. Solid match. Uh, Joe is a fucking superstar. You know, I've I, I I've talked about it in all out in the all in uh, review, saying that you know although he's definitely lost a number of steps, obviously due to injuries and time and all that, but he he's he's still been able to put on such fantastic matches and just continue to just impress with, with the way he's able to adapt to to his age and to to his limitations and. When he does need to pull out big moves like that uh, suicide dive, he has one of the best suicide dives. I think it's like just a, it's a straight uh, shoulder tackle. Looks very clean. It looks clean, but it looks safe. Uh, Darby and Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, I say, are the only ones that have better ones than him. They just they're just torpedoes uh, out of the ring. Joe looks more calculated. Looks looks a lot cleaner and safer. Um, not much to else to expect here. Um, what, uh, another thing that was notable by um, Bleach Report here, Taylor has one of the, the best jabs in pro wrestling. He can hit him rapid fire, make it look real. Yeah, the uh, the, he, the the striking in this match was very solid. Uh, Taylor is very good at that as well, just as Samojo is. Definitely look clean. It definitely helps to keep you immersed that this is a fight more than anything else. Like there's wrestling matches, and you got to fight, right? And Joe's a fighter. He's a brawler now. And that really helps when the other guy can take it and give it just as good. So, or just as well. Let's try to be proper on this. After all, we're a podcast trying to try, trying to carve our little niche, uh, little niche out for ourselves. So maybe I can do this full time one day. We'll see. But yeah, that match was pretty good. Um, like I said, I, I, I'll give it another, um, another... Three out of five, solid, good match. Nothing spectacular, but it wasn't it wasn't boring or bad either. It, it was a it was another decent opening here to the show. 
Um, now we start to get into some some goody goodness here. Next match, which I was slightly kind of excited for, and I say that because I'm a huge fan of Darby Allen. So we had Luchasaurus versus <coughs> excuse me versus Darby Allen for the uh, TNT title here. Uh, real quick, notable stuff from, from Bleacher Report. Uh, oh, I'm, you know what? I'm breaking my own um, layout here. The Samoa Joe match, Samoa Joe wins. Bleacher Report gave it a B plus. Uh, again, a little high in my opinion, but it's I I, I can't like outright disagree with it. Uh, Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen. Notable moments here. Uh, Luchasaurus has music is very uh, reminiscent of Kane's entrance. Eh. The way Luchasaurus swung Allen into the steel steps looked nasty. Yeah, looks like uh, Allen was busted open when his head was kicked into the steel steps. Uh, Christian being obsessed with Maki. Be- <laughs> <laughs> um, stupid fucking page internet. Uh, da, 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 sorry, Bleach Report keeps doing this thing where it just goes white and I have to keep re- re- refreshing the page. Um, Christian uh, being obsessed with mock people who have dead fathers is such a weird specific gimmick, but it seems to be working for him. Darby almost landing on top of his head after a German suplex. So, to sum all that up, basically, Darby Allen, I'm a huge fan of Darby Allen. I used to watch him in, in Evolved when he was there before he, uh, before he was signed. And then I think WWE uh, bought out Evolved and closed it down later. But uh, Darby Allen, I think, is a superstar, but he he is reckless as shit with his own body, and this match was no exception. Uh, there's a lot of good spots in here. I, I again, I'm not gonna break down every single thing. This is just more an overview. Um, Luchasaurus beat the shit out of Darby Allen in, in this match. A lot of chair moments, a lot of steel chair moments, a lot of just nasty like just Darby just kind of throwing his, his body and caution to the wind. It was. Hard to watch sometimes. It's hard to watch Darby Allen because, again, I love the guy, but he's straight edge, doesn't do any pills, any drugs, no drinking. And I just, how does he cope with all this pain and stuff that he puts through his body? And just, I hope it's not like another uh, Spike Dudley thing down the line. But it's definitely a spot heavy match uh, with, with, with a lot of damage being done to Darby. Darby uh, gets gets in some good offense as well. He does some really nice stuff. Um, I, I always like the dynamic of a big guy versus a small guy match, and this is definitely in full effect here. Uh, Christian is one of the best heels ever in in wrestling history, I think, especially modern day era as well. He he's just so good at it. He's so despicable when he needs to be. So diabolical. I love this here. Um, a, a, a cool moment for me was basically Christian. Um, Nick Wayne comes out with Darby Allen, just kind of watches back because he you know Lucasaurus has Christian. So just to have someone in, in his corner. And uh, Christian Cage actually attacks Nick Wayne and is ready to give him the concerto. And he's looking at Darby, who's on top of uh, of the um, on top of the uh, top rope, looking to do the coffin drop on Lucasaurus, who's just out cold at 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 the, at the specific moment. And Christian goes, "I'll do it." I'll do it. He, he's trying to get Darby off of the rope and come come mess with him. So Luchasaurus has time to get up, right? And you can see the the dilemma in Darby's face. Like I have to help my friend, but I know he's doing this on purpose. And uh, fuck it, I gotta do what I gotta do, right? So he's about he's he's about to take off with the coffin drop. Luchasaurus pops up on nowhere, smacks him in the back, just destroys him, takes him up top rope. And the spot that ends the match, which definitely looked nasty and <laughs> like it just was really good. Luchasaurus gives him a uh, gives him a pile driver to Darby. Not once he gets up with Darby in his hand still, and uh, the, after the first one, Darby sells the second one so well, where his arms are just flailing and flopping around. Luchasaurus goes for another uh, pile driver, knocks out um, Darby for good. One, two, three. A really, really fantastic ending to this match. To a hard to watch but very entertaining match. Definitely, I would give this one a three point five. Uh, I just, again, like I said, it's always hard to watch Darby Allen matches, but they are very entertaining. He's a great underdog babyface. Um, could he be champion one day? I think he could, uh, especially in AEW. Um, it would definitely have to be uh, short, but 
you know, a short reign that just sets the world on fire. Some like stellar five back to back to back to back matches, you know, and he loses it because he just can't keep up the pace. But I think I think he, he would have a cool little run as champion. But Luchasaurus wins. Um, Bleacher Report gave it a B minus. Pretty fair. Um, I probably was going with a solid B, but B minus is pretty good as well. The next match was a match that I was very excited. Um, I won't say very excited for, but uh, that I I was one of the ones that I was anticipating because I was afraid that All Out being right after All In was kind of going to be the SummerSlam of WWE this year. Uh, SummerSlam for WWE was kind of terrible, very boring. Nothing happened. It was lackluster. Nothing really stuck out. One match that I did like was a Gunther match, and even then, um, you know, that was still probably by by standards of any other card would have been at, at the bottom of it. So, um, and uh, and overall, I did really enjoy this card. Uh, so Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, no real buildup that I can remember, but it was just kind of like let's put them together and see what happens. They're both. Big big men there who who know how to hit hard and 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 fight well, and the only thing you really need to know, all you need to know, you can go watch the uh, video package on the match was pretty solid, and I will say that AW is getting better at that. The the, the package stuff, the, the video packages before the matches are getting a lot better. Uh, fantastic stuff, especially with all all out. Um. This match started off pretty solid. You know, the, the crowd was a little quiet. They weren't really behind it. But Chicago is one of the best uh, best wrestling cities in the world. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, oh, Scissor Me Daddy started here, or at least we got it over. Rusev Day was, got over here. It was like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. We were the first city to go crazy for um, uh, Rusev. Uh, Miro, who was Rusev at the time in WWE, who got uh, Rusev Day over. And sold the merch and everything like that, and, and you know, got him over. It all started here. This match was definitely saved and elevated by the fans by one chant, different variations, but meat. This is the meat match. If you, if you see any uh, memes on Twitter or you, or you look at the new um, uh, on Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, the new AAW shirt just says meat. This is where it's come from. Just two men who are just beefy, meaty men. Beating the shit out of each other, and that's all you really need to know. The fans turned this into a, into a, a fantastic match. Um, I will say, I, I was uh, I was talking to uh, my friend Gil, uh, who I went with to go watch uh, All Out um, in the United Center. Um, he 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 did bring this up because I think we talked about this before. He says one of the great things about Miro is that if he, if he senses a change in the audience, he will go with it. And he will change the match on the fly to kind of fit what's going on. And you can tell that as soon as that meat chant, like every time they would hit each other with a clothesline or they would slap each other or hit each other, you just go, meat, 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 every time that they made contact. And then obviously, you know, fight forever. It was meat forever. Clap, 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 meat forever. You know, it's, it, it made the experience so much better. It, it took this match to a whole nother level. Uh, and Rusev definitely started playing with it. You could tell he, he was getting into it. He was he, he was going along with the fans, and he told Hobbs, "Let's just play into it. Let, let's keep going." Because if they never did that, this match probably would have been average at best. But that kind of took it to, to, to the next level. And seeing it on TV was probably cool, but listening to it in person was a whole nother thing. Uh, unbelievable, fantastic stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I can really say. Um, if you can find it, go watch it or uh, rent it on whatever whatever it is. I, I think Leecher Report, I think, is actually where you can watch it, uh, the, the uh, all-out card. It's great to watch. Uh, it gets four out of five stars. Um, you know, the fact that you guys, guys were able to pivot and kind of lean into it and actually got the fans more invested into the fact that they, they, they heard, they listened, and they complied, and they gave us a, a, a classic uh, a, a, of a big Hoss fight match, which was great. Uh, and then C.J. Perry, at the end of the match, um, made her debut for AEW to save her husband. Uh, in real life, um, C.J. Perry, also known as Lana from WWE, formerly. Uh, she's married to um, Miro in real life, and a weird reaction by, by Miro. She came out to save him after Hobbs uh, jumped 
uh, Miro. They shook hands, whatever. All a good match. And then Hobbs just jumped Miro. She comes out, saves him from getting dest- uh, destroyed by a chair. And he looks at her. Oh, hey, how are you? And then, you know, she's like, oh, good, it's me. Huh? And then he just walks out. Weird thing. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But she is apparently the AW. How long? We don't know. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, winner, Miro. Bleacher Report gave it uh, a minus. Yeah, I mean, 100%. That's, I think that's a really good score for it. Uh, like I said, I gave it a 4 out of 5. Uh, if, if it wasn't for that meat chant, it definitely could have easily been a 3. A uh, very average match, but it's 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 uh, but the the chant and being there and the atmosphere and the ambience and hearing everything and watching these guys work was fantastic. So it gets four out of five stars for me. Unfortunately, the next match, which I also was kind of excited for, mainly for Chris Statlander, uh, Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho for the TBS title. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Statlander. I've been following her for a long time. I like Ruby Soho. I I like Ruby Soho's work. I never like as a wrestler. Her in-ring work, but just character and just like her presentation, I never felt anything special about it. Um, Gil and I have have, have a mutual friend. Uh, I don't want to say his name, just you know, for privacy reasons and all that. But uh, he, he's like a punk kid, like a punk rock kid. He grew up in that scene. He's when you think of a of, when you think of a punk rock guy, he's he he fits that that bill. And I, he always made this joke that just like kind of ruined Ruby. Uh, made a joke about Ruby Soho, really just kind of destroyed her, destroyed her. Her image for me, basically saying like Ruby's the type of girl to buy her bands, uh, band T-shirts at Walmart, which is hysterical. You know, um, I I like pop punk. Uh, I'm more a pop punk emo kind of guy. Uh, new metal. Uh, I wasn't like like uh, hardcore punk rock and all that. I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I thought that joke was hilarious. And I'm like, damn, she she does does come off as kind of a poser, which kind of sucks because her. Her her theme song is, you know, uh, a rancid song. Destination of uh, uh, Ruby Soho. It's, um, it's a great song, but yeah, I don't know. It just kind of like <laughs> that one joke kind of destroyed the whole uh, allure for me for Ruby Soho, unfortunately. But a great great worker in the ring. Um, this match unfortunately had to follow up the meat match which is always is hard to do when a match unexpectedly kind of get gets uh gets the fans invested and super hyped you know so uh Statlander is a superstar in my eyes you know um hopefully she can to take care of her knees and she should be around for a long long time um but the match was pretty standard for the most part um some decent spots um, uh, uh gear was phenomenal. Uh, I thought it looked cool from afar, but then when I realized when she posed a picture, it was a, a nod to, uh, Zoolander, uh, the, the film, uh, starring Ben Stiller, uh, like the very first o- opening scene. I'm like, damn it, that's, that's good. It, it, it looks better on her than it did in the movie. It, it looked like, like, oh, it just looks like cool design space pattern. And it's like, nope, it, it, it's funny. <laughs> it's from Zoolander. And um, she has a great entrance um, with with the robe and the lights and everything. It feels she feels she feels like a she feels like a champion. So great entrance there. Once the actual match started, it was pretty it's pretty standard. You know, um, Sandlander's a stronger uh, the stronger bigger opponent. Ruby's got to work from underneath and be a heel and kind of weasel her, her way around. And and uh, she had a Soraya. Um, was there uh, doing her heel thing, you know, yelling at the crowd and trying to get get involved in the match to to, to help Ruby win. Uh, she's, like, ripping up signs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I think uh, one of the signs, because you can see it live because we were on the hard camp side, um, Soraya rips up a sign says, Soraya calls fries chips, and she just, no, no. <laughs> she just rips it up. It was pretty funny. Her work on the sideline, is is pretty funny. Um, R- Ruby as a heel does work better than a, than a face, in my opinion. Uh, just little things she was doing. Um, ultimately, like I said, ultimately it, it was hard. It was a hard match to follow up uh, after the meat match. Uh, a good match overall, I would say. Uh, I give it a three. Average match. Um, pretty good. Um, Tony Tony Storm comes in to. Uh, dis- uh, after uh, Soraya is um, 
Ooh, bah, bah, words come to me. I I feel you in the universe. Just come down to my mouth and let me say it. Uh, she at the Soraya is distracting the referee. Um, Ruby gets a can of spray paint to spray uh, Stanley in the eyes. Tony Storm comes out of nowhere, takes the can, distracts her, rolls her up. One two uh, hits her with the uh, with uh, Statlander hits her with a finish. One two three. Statlander wins with the help of Tony Storm, who I guess is now feuding with with Ruby Soho and maybe even Soraya. Um, like I said, decent match, uh, very good average match. A little bit lower than the average side, but it wasn't terrible by any means. So, like I said, three out of five stars for me. Bleach Report gave it a B. Fair enough. Uh, next match, uh, pretty brutal. This this was like a last-minute match. Uh, I think they announced it. Mm. Man, um, I think Wednesday, Ricky Steamboat, uh, Ricky Steamboat came out, got attacked by Ricky Starks, a lot of Rickies, and... I think Saturday they made the announcement uh, with the firing of Punk, which I'll, I'll do in a separate video. Uh, Brian Danielson will be fighting against Ricky Starks in the strap match for All Out. So that was a nice little surprise. Uh, I think Daniel Bryan was technically hurt still. Was I don't know if he was technically cleared or not, but you know we're here. And the the video package for the event was really really cool. Um. You know, there's a great line here. Daniel Bryan goes, the, the last trap match I was in was against someone that I loved. And we beat the shit out of each other. So I was like, what do you think I'm going to do to you, Ricky? Uh, for those who don't know, because I didn't know, we, we actually, uh, Gil and I had to look it up on our phones when we were there. The last trap match Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson had was against Bray Wyatt. So, uh, great little nod there. The match, uh, when it comes to strap match, obviously it's, it's all spectacle, a lot of spots. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, choking uh, segments. Obviously, people are getting whooped with the leather strap. A lot of really good stuff. Um, Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson comes out to uh, the final countdown as entrance music. Great thing, great feel. The fans were into it when they all start chanting the final countdown. Great opening, great, great way to start. Starks comes out like a star, as always. Really good. Um, it was brutal. Listen to it, and then like you, you see the the the, the after pictures because we we all know Brian Danielson's very pasty white, so all the marks are always pretty heavy on him. Uh, Stark still has a little little more tan uh, tan uh, skin body on him, and you look at the pictures after the match, just you can just see the perfect, just all the perfect strap strap lines, uh, the, the, the the and all the hits he took. It was brutal. They they both got um they both got color. Uh, it's a wrestling term for blood. Just if you didn't know. Uh, and the crowd was really into it. Uh, they, we crave violence. What can I say? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a strap match. It's a really good strap match. Um, AEW, I don't know how many they've done, but obviously I know the Punk versus MJF was fantastic, and this was just as good. Uh, I might give the the Punk-MJF strap match um, might be my favorite over this one, but this one's a very, very, very close second. Um yeah, so if you're a fan of those just ultra brutal violent strap matches, it just looks like everything just looks painful, and it, these guys give their all. Uh, I give it a four. I give it a four. I give it a four. Four out of five. I was gonna give it. I was thinking that point five, but I'm gonna stick with four out of five. Uh, fantastic match. One of the best of the night. Uh, Brian Danielson wins, and uh, Bleach Report gave it a B plus. That's completely fair too. Like I said, probably at this point, I would not argue with an A or an A minus. This is was a great match. Next one uh, is a tag match: Eddie Kingston and Shibata versus Blackpool Combat Club. Um, I was all excited for this match because, if you may not know, Shibata is one of my favorite wrestlers currently working. Um. It looked like that wasn't going to be a case for a while, but he's slowly making his way back. He might not be a full full time wrestler, but he definitely is still putting out some really great matches. Uh, he did one with, with Kenta not too long ago, which was phenomenal. Um, but I was very excited because I also love Eddie Kingston. I'm a huge fan of him. I have not been a fan of the Black Combat uh, Blackpool Combat Club. I don't get it. I I don't know. I just feel like you know they're, they're all cool guys just trying to trying too hard to be cool and oh let me just bleed every match. But you know, like obviously the the leader is John Moxley, so I think it's in their contract they have to bleed almost almost once a match. 
Uh, let's see if there's any notable mentions. The way they were using spotlights for Castagnoli and Yuda's entrance looks great. Shabada shrugging off, uh, shrugging off Castagnoli's uppercuts was a badass moment. The shot Yuda took from Shibata made Nigel say he never wants to wrestle again. <laughs> and and uh, that is how hard it was. So there were some really good spots in here, some really good like moments. I will say, as much as I'm, I'm again, I not that I hate Yuda, I just I don't get him. But Yuda worked his ass off in this match. He was taking all the big bumps, taking the comedy spots, like just <laughs> I think like they they kept hitting him an uppercut. He, he he bounced off the rope. They hit him again. He hit the second rope. Bent him again. The bottom rope. It was just like um, I, it probably didn't do him justice there. But yeah, like he just worked his ass off. Like uh, <laughs> he was a guy that was taking all the big hits. Castagnoli just standing there talking shit while he, Yuda's getting getting fucking um yeah has a, a submission lock on him. Like they're like great moments. You just have to watch it out. You have to watch it and see. But yeah, like Yuda was. On top of his game here, to taking all the big hits and just having a great comedic sell. Not all over the top, but it's enough to be like, damn it, that's funny. Um, Sh- Shibata had some really good moments with Cascinoli. Uh, like I said here, there was times where, if you know Cascinoli, um, formerly known as Cesaro in WWE, uh, has he's one of the best at the German uppercut. Uh, most people try it, it looks really bad or it looks fake or like they don't quite really know how to connect all the way, but he really does know how. So yeah, when when he shrugs him off, uh, Shibata he hits back with his own German uppercut. They have a nice little exchange. Uh, obviously, if you've been following AEW, you know Eddie Kingston has a big thing, real life, apparently real life heat with Castagnoli outside of wrestling as well, so they really incorporated that as well. Uh, some good back and forth, but it just it never reached the heights in which I thought it would and could have, could have been. So, um, although two of the four guys I'm a huge fan of, I felt like they didn't quite utilize everything that they could have. Maybe they were running low on time, or maybe they had to sh- cut this one short because obviously Shibata can only do so much or something. I'm not sure what happened, but it does feel like the ending just kind of happened out of nowhere. Um, winners, uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta beat uh, Kingston and Shibata. Bleacher Report get an A minus. That one I, I can't I can't agree with at all. At very best a B minus. C plus would be fine. Uh, I, I give it a I give it a th- I give it a three out of five. Average match that should have had potential to easily been 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 a four star four point five match easy, but it didn't quite happen for for me anyways personally. Uh, pretty bummed about that. Uh, next match is probably my favorite match of the night, and I want you to understand this, right? As much as I talk shit about the elite, I don't like Kenny, I don't like the Young Bucks. I I can I understand and appreciate the work that Kenny can do and has done. Some of his matches are really good. I just don't like his persona. I don't like his personality. He seems now yes, he's good to the fans, which you should be if you're going to be a wrestler, because without them you're nothing, and that's a whole different rant. But you know. Just because he's good to his fans doesn't mean anything. I don't know him as a person, but he just comes off as those as that person that will say something to your face and then say something to someone else completely different behind your back. I don't know. There's just something about him that seems shady about him. But that being said, this is by far my favorite match of of the All Out card, hands down. Uh, Kenny Omega versus um... Ooh. <laughs> I, I had problems with this uh, last review as well. Konosuke Takeshna. I think I had it right that time. A for me. Um, with uh, with uh, with obviously Dadan Kalis being with Takeshna. So right off the bat, this is a hard hitting match. Um, it's a literal, just like a stiff match. I I I I do stand by the fact that um, them AEW picking up. Uh, signing um, Takeshna to AW was the best thing they could have done. It was a fantastic pickup. He's been used pretty well so far. Hopefully they continue to use him as the start of the year. They've obviously dropped the ball a lot with a lot of people. And this match was phenomenal. The the hard the hard hittingness of it, the 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 fast paced moments of it. Um, these guys were really going at it. A couple moments where Kenny just looked like he might have. Falling straight in his head, or maybe Takeshna might have 
over exude himself a little bit in certain moves. Again, could just be the way the, the match was formulated because Kenny definitely goes all out in his matches, especially on like a top match like this. You watch any of his Kenny matches against um, Okada, you know, they, they go full out uh, hard, hard nose with the, the, the whole way. Uh, this is just another, like I said, it's another brutal, strong fight. And it was really good. And, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't want to go specifically into anything specific because, like I said, I'd be here all day going, breaking down every single moment and spot. But it was just hard hitting, which I love. I'm a huge fan of, like, the I like the stiff, strong style matches mixed with, with a little more flair, a little more story to it. And there was a great story here. Like, Takeshna is the younger guy. Probably stronger than Kenny at this point. Kenny's kind of not at the end of his career, but he's definitely past past that past the prime of his like of his top top top. Yes, hello. All right, sorry about that. A little um, little pause in the action there. Had a little technical difficulty. Hopefully, it doesn't hopefully it isn't too bad in the podcast. But back to uh, the the Keshna Kenny match. Yeah, it was a great story. Um, obviously, Don Callis uh, used to be friends with, with Kenny in story terms and was like his, his right-hand man and all that kind of stuff. And then he and then he sided with Takeshna. And Takeshna is the, the younger, stronger, faster opponent. Um, and it really showed in this match. It was definitely nice, like, you know, old, old versus, like the new guard versus the old guard type of style match. And it, it, was, it, it was fantastic. This was... Um, the only problem I have is that with a lot of Kenny matches, especially like New New Japan stuff, is that you know Takeshna hit, hit had to hit like four or five finishers before it put Kenny away. You know, like he just can't go down after one. Like okay, you want to kick out of one, perfect. This is a pay per view match. Like I like I have no problem with like false finishes or like um, kicking out of a huge uh, move if if it calls for it. Right, this is a pay per view. All out is like. They're, well, now with All In, but All Out was like their main card show. This is like the best of the best that they put on the year and the whole year, right? Um, I completely understand, you know, extending certain matches and kicking out of certain things. Um, but I think Takeshna had to like hit like four, like I said, four or five finishers or big moves to finally put Kenny away. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just wish uh, that they would have ended a little bit sooner. That's my only gripe with it. Otherwise, I think it was a damn near perfect match. Uh, I, honestly, I, I give it a 4.5 out, out of 5 stars. Uh, truly, truly love this match. This might... I have to rewatch it again <clears throat> in maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Just, you know, just kind of let it fester in there. But this might go on my top 10 list of favorite matches. It just was fantastic. I'm a huge fan of Takeshna. I've been loving his work so far. He's got the build, he's got the look, he's got the strength, he's got the move set to really go far. He just needs a better mouthpiece than um, than uh, Don Callis because, because, like, like I said, um, unfortunately, even in AW, if you don't speak English or are a good talker, doesn't matter how fun you are, you only get so far, right? Uh, so if if the Keshna can get a better mouthpiece, uh, something to get him over, like a Paul Heyman type, which is hard to do because there's only one Paul Heyman. Um, you know, I, I think he can go super far in this and definitely be a future championship, uh, future champion for uh, AEW. So the uh, four to five, uh, four four point five stars out of five for me. Uh, Dakeshna wins, fantastic finish. Uh, after all the false finishes, is is a great finisher. And uh, Bleacher Report gives an A. I would be fine with A plus, but A is fantastic as well. Uh, Bullet the Bullet Club Gold versus the Young Bucks and FTR. I didn't watch the build up to any of these, so some some of this stuff might not make sense to me, like why the Bucks and the FTR teaming up together. But you know, here it is. Um, the the so I'm a huge fan of the Bullet Club. I still am. You got you you got to stick through the bad times for when the good times are here. It's more it's, it means more. Uh, right now, the Bullet Club in Japan are just kind of a joke. I have no idea what that is. They're terrible. Uh, Alex Coughlin is the only member that I truly, really enjoy watching. Uh, another young guy, which has a lot of prospects. He was a young lion in Japan coming up. 
he, he he's not graduating. He's like an actual like part of the actual roster now. Uh, Jay White has left to come here, kind of bring the Bullet Cub mentality over here to the U.S. So this is if this is the new club that is currently being offered, I'll take it. It's better than what they have in Japan. You you got the um, you got Jay White, Juice Robinson, which is um, Juice is hilarious. He's fantastic. He's a star. I love. We love Juice here in Chicago. We all love Juice Robinson. Give us some more juice. Um, Austin and Colton Gunn. I like the Gun Club or the Gun Boys or the Ass Boys, <laughs> depending on if you like them or not. Uh, I, I do like them. I think they're growing growing into their own as a heel tag team. They're doing some really good work. Their entrance is phenomenal. Top star, super status type of things. And with that being said, obviously when it comes to Young Buck Mash, there's a lot of stuff. It's, it's a it's a four on four, you know, um, the Bullet Club Gold versus Young Bucks and FTR. Uh, the best thing about this was definitely the story with the Young Bucks and FTR. You know, obviously they've never seen that eye. You know, the whole Young, young Bucks started the whole you know fuck the revival thing back when they were still with uh, WWE and NXT. Um, FTR, formerly at, at the time, was the revival. Um, it was really cool to see them work together. Obviously, when one got knocked out, you know, they were going to do the Shatter Machine. Uh, uh, Cash gets taken out. And then uh, Nick Jackson jumps in to help uh, Dax finish off the, uh, the, 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 uh, the big rig or the Shatter Machine, whatever they call it that day. Um, super Kick Party, I think it was like uh, Matt and Cash did a super, super, super Kick Party together and all that kind of stuff. It was cool to see them work together at times. Uh, I'm not sure what it's going to lead to or what it is exactly, but that was kind of nice. This, and I didn't know how, how everything was going to go over with, obviously, um, FTR being fired. I don't know, um, CM Punk being fired. Uh, Cash has some legal stuff going on right now with, with, the, with the road rage incident and, and, uh, and a firearm. Um, hopefully he works all that shit out. Uh, and maybe he just gets community service, pays his bills, and starts, starts being a dum-dum diddy because I, I love FTR. And I love Cash. I think Cash is Cash Wheeler is so underrated because he gets overshadowed by Dax Hardwood's uh, work. He's a great worker, phenomenal wrestler, but Cash I think never gets the love that he should for how amazing he is. Um, but yeah, I mean it was standard four v four style, just over the top, just mayhem everywhere, spot after spot after spot after spot. Um, Pretty fun match overall. I give it a, like a three out of five. Um, bullet uh, the Bullet Club Gold one, and Bleacher uh, Report gave it a B. Can't complain too much on that. Probably went gone like a C C plus, but still still pretty good. Uh, comes to the final main event of the night: Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. Am I tired of John Moxley? Yes, yes I am. Um, could he probably kick my ass? Probably, but I don't care. He comes off as over the top, trying a uh, try hard. Just yeah, it's it's me. I'm John Moxley. It just kind of, and I understand. Like I, I I do appreciate that he is a workhorse for AEW. When shit happens, they throw him into the mix, and it the fans always pop from. You know, I again, I, I I do acknowledge that he he does do a lot for the company. He's always willing out there to go out there and have a match, even if it's last minute. He's willing to do it and get it done. Um, but I just kind of tired of him. I don't, I don't like the Blackpool Combat Club. I just he gets he gets on my nerves. You know, I think it's very much like a Hogan S type of thing going on with them, where he comes off so strong all the time, so unbeatable, so this and that. Like he's not the final boss of a lot of stuff. He's just there, and they just throw him in there to to main event stuff every time. I don't know. I just personally, I would like him to go away for a little bit or focus on something different but I do acknowledge what he means and what he does for the company so I'll give him that you know I won't completely trash him but um and I'm not a big Orange Cassidy fan either it's the same repetitiveness like everything else in AEW he does he hasn't evolved much but this match was pretty damn good it was for the AEW Intercontinental Championship and yeah, this was a very much like a David versus Goliath type of match. Obviously, John Moxley loves violence and blood and wants to make you hurt and break your bones. 
Uh, Orange Cassidy is more the goofball kind of guy, the the cool guy, you know, too too cool to care. His entrance, um, Titan Tron is hilarious. Insert picture here. I'm tired, like all that kind of stuff. Like he has funny moments about him, but like if you watch him week to week to week, is the same shtick. Just, just like the Bucks, it just kind of gets tiresome. So he needs to go away every now and then, to come back for it to feel something. But this one, this match. Orange Cassidy worked his ass off. Uh, he was the underdog the whole time. I mean, he got his ass whooped. There was some stuff that just looked nasty in here. Some some really big, big spots and a lot of big moments where Cassidy, like, and Cassidy opened up, got opened up. I don't know if it was the hard way or if he did it himself, but, man, he's bloody by the end of this match, and Moxley just continues to just batter the living shit out of him. And, obviously, Orange Cassidy would get up, Get his moments of offense in, uh, start fighting back, get taken out, and do it again. You know, he he just he wouldn't go down, and it's the first, probably the first Orange Cassidy match I like really enjoyed from beginning to end. Um, like I said I usually get tired uh, get tired of his shtick pretty quick, but everything leading up to the match worked because like, I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't I don't watch AEW week to week. I'll catch in highlights and and people that I care about or certain feuds that I care about. But um, more often than not, I, I watch this more than I do WWE for the most part. Like, I watch SmackDown, I watch NXT, but I don't keep up with Raw weekly or watch all those stuff. I tend to watch AEW a little bit more nowadays. But even then, I'm still watching through highlight clips and, and word of mouth or, or the little wrestling group that I'm in with, with Gil, with his wife, and then his our mutual, or like his friend with non mutual friends and, and, and his girlfriend. So we just talk about wrestling and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of how I learned about the feuds and all that. Um, but it's very fun. Um, really good match. I was surprised how much I did enjoy it. Um, you know, it, it wasn't like a hardcore match or a no, no DQ match. So the fact that there was so much violence and so much blood in this match just kind of helped elevate a little bit because Orange Cassidy worked his ass off. And I, I will say like he, he did defend that belt pretty, pretty often. I think they said he was one of the longest reigning champions in uh, AEW, I think, as the Intercontinental, uh, I think, like, almost an entire year. Again, I could be wrong. I think that's what I heard. But, um, you know, he, he was a workhorse with that title. He went, I think he even uh, d- d- defended it on, on some independent shows. So, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy, like I said, for all the, like I, said I, I, I will always acknowledge the good and the bad of, of wrestlers and people and things that I like and don't like. You know, um, like FTR, I, I love FTR. Sometimes the promos are repetitive as well, very much sappy, over the top, trying to get those sympathy, you know, um, cheers. But overall, I, I will always prefer their work over a lot of other people. So I, I can always, I try for the most part, understand the good, take the good with the bad and the bad with the good, right? And, and acknowledge something is good, even though I hate him, I hate this or hate that, I can still acknowledge that I like this. And this was really good. Uh, it, it it told a great story, a very standard style uh, match storytelling, but it worked really well from both guys. Uh, even Moxley was laying in a little, little bit thick, which I think needed to happen in this match for it to really sell that that whole idea that Orange Cassidy, although he's the champion, he's the underdog. He's the guy that has to be has to prove that he can go through the violence and all this kind of stuff. Because he's been hit with big things, and he's had these type of matches before, but never against someone like Moxley. And although Cassidy would lose, John Moxley ends up winning. Uh, Orange Cassidy comes out the bigger winner on this. Uh, he, he's got the fans' hearts again. Uh, fantastic match. The, the best friends come out. Uh, what Trent and Chuck Taylor come out. And Chris Stanlander give him a hug. They, you know, they, they hold his hand up. Tell me, you're, you, you know, although you lost here, you're, you're still champion of the people. Great moment, great, great, great match. Great, great way to close out a very solid card. Which I think this card is better than the All In card. I think All Out surpassed uh, All In. I think if this match or this card took place in Wembley, not only would it, you know, um, fit with like the historic moment of selling out Wembley Stadium, and with these type of matches, would have made it. One of the one of the greatest pay per views of all time. Um, AW All Out overall, I probably would give like a solid four out of five. Uh, no real bad match. Nothing was like killed the vibe of the show. It was either 
it kept the, the the pacing perfectly where it is, kept the fans where it needed to be, or just exceeded that and just completely blew the roof off this place, right? Um, and I, I would give Moxley versus um, Cassidy four out of five stars. Bleach Report gave him a give him an A. Um, great, great way to finish a hell of a hell of pay per view card. I was like I said, I was very nervous. If you if you know me, I was very nervous about this card. I was like, I don't really know. It's they haven't announced anything yet, and it's like one week away before we even hear anything. We only have two matches, and it ends up being probably one of the best pay-per-views of the year. And very excited to see what happens next. <coughs> Other than that, yeah, like I said, overall four out of five, four out of five for for the um, for the pay-per-view as a whole, or we can go with um, like an A, A minus, A minus on the whole card. No, nothing really bad, nothing really terrible. Fantastic matches from the meat match to um, Kenny versus um, Takeshna and John Moxley versus um, Orange Cassidy. <coughs> Easily um, top tier pay per view. Very much like an album record. Like if you have three songs that could turn into singles that, that, that would expand the life of that album. You have a hit on your hands, and this, this was a hit. So let me guys know, what did you think of All Out for AEW? I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, this is my second year, maybe. Uh, I think I don't think I did three years in a row. This, this is definitely two years in a row I've gone to All Out with, with the crew, and we've always had a great time. Fantastic card. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Otherwise, that's going to be it for me today. Hope you guys enjoyed. Like I said, I'll have other stuff besides wrestling content coming up very, very soon. I'm uh, gonna. I'm starting the the One Piece live action show. I w- saw a new film in theaters. I'll talk about that. Uh, catching up some TV shows. Uh, I saw Fubar on Netflix, so I'll be talking about some stuff uh, other than than wrestling stuff. Although I will have uh, another episode of me talking about the whole Punk being fired controversy stuff. Um, but stick with me. Like I said, this is a hodgepodge of whatever I want now, and I feel a little more liberated and free, and hopefully you're, you're enjoying it. Um, but also, let me know what you want me to talk about. I have no problems breaking off and going, hey, can you talk about this, or what is your opinion on this, or give me a news article. We're like, what do you think of this? No problem. Um, use my personal Instagram page for that, because like I said, I don't really check the, the, the Three Nerds one, which I should. One day, I'll, I'll get back on it. But... Uh, on Instagram, it's Sunny Voss Normandy. All one, all one word. No, no characters. No, no um, um, uppercase or anything like that. Just uh, Sunny Voss Normandy. That's S O N N Y V A S N O R M A N D Y. That's Sunny Voss Normandy. You can follow me there. Or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know about the podcast. Have any questions or anything? I said, uh, DM me on there. I'll check them out and I'll bring them up to you guys on the podcast. Otherwise, thank you guys. Have a good night. I'll see you later. Peace.